Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once again, the Bays team is the best team, the Golden State Warriors. What is up, everyone? The 2023-2024 NBA season is 11 days away from today. Happy Friday the 13th. Brandon Cadiz here on a new episode, a new season of Strength in Numbers. I'll be your host this season on the Believe Podcast Network. It is so great to be back and talking with you all. I know a lot of you guys have been reaching out and saying, where have you been for the past four or five months? I've been dealing with a lot of personal stuff, um, mental health issues. I'm able to figure that out now. It's great to be back on the mic talking to you guys about Golden State Warriors basketball. That is going to be my number one priority this season. Hope to bring you all at least one episode per week. I definitely want to ramp that up and bring you Golden State Warriors content at least twice a week. And that'll be my goal, but you'll be getting at least one new podcast episode every single week. So I really appreciate everyone who has reached out and wondering why the podcast has been gone for a few months now. I'm just excited to dive back into this 2023-24 NBA season. And let's see if the Golden State Warriors can get back to their winning championship ways. We'll kick it right off here with a game being played tonight, Friday the 13th. The Warriors travel to SoCal to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. The second time these two teams will square off. 7 p.m. game on ESPN2. So you don't have to be watching NBC Sports Bay Area. It's not a regional game. You'll be able to see it on ESPN. Of course, the Warriors smoked the Lakers in their first preseason game. Warriors won that one 125 to 108. No LeBron James in that game. Anthony Davis did play. There was so much good to take out from that first preseason game, but we also shouldn't put too much into it because it's preseason. The story of that game, of course, was Jonathan Kaminga, how CP3 was going to fit into the Warriors' offense. Is he going to be starting? Is he going to be coming off the bench? We'll get all of those questions answered, especially tonight with their second game. We'll see what the second unit does. But before we do all of that, we have to talk about our sponsors on this podcast, as we always do. Great website for sports gambling. You got to check out our sponsors in Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
Chris Paul, what will his role be in the Warriors offense? How is he going to fit this Warriors scheme? We know that he's been a pick and roll type of player that has experienced multiple years throughout the league, of course, with the Charlotte Hornets to start off. You know, he's been with the Houston Rockets, LA Clippers, the Phoenix Suns. We saw what Chris Paul has done in his career, how he has elevated the team around him. We saw what he did with the Houston Rockets in that Western Conference Finals that pushed the Warriors to seven games. They were a major threat. They were the only threat other than the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers that took down the 3-1, 73-win Warriors team. Chris Paul, you know, is the only other opponent that really played a factor in trying to stop this Warriors dynasty from happening and now he is a member of your Golden State Warriors. I know when I first heard the news I was very pro Jordan Poole as I have been last season in the championship year. I was always saying that Jordan Poole would find his way with this Warriors squad. Well he is not on the team anymore and we saw Chris Paul's first live minutes with the Golden State Warriors in the preseason game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Paul finished with six points in 13 minutes, four rebounds, five assists, two turnovers. His plus minus was a plus six. Now, all of that looks great on the box score, right? Six points, four rebounds, five assists. That's triple single numbers, right? You can joke around with that, that, hey, that's what Draymond Green provides as well. But Chris Paul... When we saw that first bucket go in with a fadeaway shot going baseline, when we saw the first assist he made to Stephen Curry up on from beyond the arc and just passing it to Steph and Steph nailing that three, it felt so good throughout the game. The passes, the crisp pocket passes that Chris Paul makes, the ability he's going to have to lob it up to Jonathan Kamingo when he throws it down, when he lobs it up even to Trace Jackson Davis or Kevon Looney. We saw Kevon Looney get a lob that we usually don't see unless Stephen Curry is on the court. Rarely do we see the Warriors lob it up. The origin from Lob City and Chris Paul with Blake Griffin, we know he has that precision passing ability, but it was great to also see that CP3 can still hit the mid-range jumper whenever they give him space. He always has that in his bag, and that makes the Warriors offense even more deadly because we look at last season, who can come off the bench and provide a tough down-the-hill Stop on a dime, hit your jumper. We see Jonathan Kaminga being able to draw fouls and just bully through the defenders as we have for the past couple of seasons with JK. And JK is starting to develop his shot, being able to hit the mid-range jumper. And a lot of that has been the ability and the presence of Chris Paul to take the young guys under his wing. And Draymond Green said a couple of weeks ago that it's really nice to have a veteran other than himself that can take the young guys in other than Stephen Curry. He said that he learned from CP3 how he can take the youngsters and provide them with crucial information that will help them succeed at this level. We know that Draymond hasn't been so great at doing that with what happened last season and the punch that he had on Jordan Poole. Now you bring CP3, his leadership into this Warriors 
offense, but also basketball IQ wise is unlike any other. You already have Stephen Curry on the team who is one of the best basketball IQs, one of the best minds in the NBA. He is so hard to guard off ball, the different cuts, the different movements in this Warriors offense. But from the first game that we saw CP3, I think he fits right into this team offensively. And the question is, is he going to start? Is he going to come off the bench? Well, just a little tidbit here. And Anthony Slater tweeted this out today that Chris Paul has only played with the Warriors starters in that preseason opener, and Steve Kerr said they've had him scrimmage some with the second unit in practice and want to mix and match him into that second unit during preseason. It may not come tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, though, but just the open ability for CP3 to be able to also come off the bench to start. We know the conversations they had. We had that sound clip earlier on in the offseason where was it Malika or Kendra Andrews that asked CP3, hey, are you starting? And or we've heard you that the rumors that you're going to be starting, that's what Steve Kerr indicated. And, you know, we got that amazing soundbite from CP3 that said, hey, you coaching? So CP3 doesn't want to hear the outside noise. He said that he'll do whatever it takes to win. And we had the sound from last week where CP3 also said that, hey, you know, going back to my Olympic days, I came off the bench there. So whatever it's going to be needed for the Warriors team to win. And I think it was easier also for CP3 to say that because we heard about the Draymond injury. We heard about his rolled ankle a couple of weeks ago. And... Draymond Green estimated to be out three to six weeks. He's going to be just looking at that timeline when it happened two weeks ago. It's going to put him out for the first two weeks of the regular season. But again, we saw Draymond Green come up and said that he was healing a lot faster, that he wasn't in a walking boot, and he looked good just walking into the press conference room and for Draymond, if he is able to start opening night, that is going to be a big factor to the Warriors starting off to real fast and hot start. We can't start off slow this season in the NBA. We got a lot of great teams now. We see the Damian Lillard trade. We see Portland retooling and having veterans there like DeAndre Ayton. So Damon Giannis there in Milwaukee. You have the defending champions out west with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. Of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, who the Warriors always seem to find trouble with for the past couple of seasons, losing to L.A. in that play-in tournament, losing to them in the Western Conference Finals last season. You can't forget about the up-and-coming Sacramento Kings, who are looking really good. Sasha Vezenkov from overseas, the EuroLeague MVP from last season, they have also retooled there. So everyone's getting younger. And that is the issue with this Golden State Warriors team. What are they going to do? The roster gets older. You trade away a young player in Jordan Poole, and now you have a veteran for CP3 to come in here, late 30s, early 40s, to join Stephen Curry. The starting five, of course, has the experience, but they are also older. And with the new rest rules for the NBA this season, how is that going to play a factor to the Warriors' chances of contending this season? So let's address these new rules set into this 23-24 NBA season. These are known as player participants 
player participation policy rules that come into effect this season. So how does this affect the Golden State Warriors? Well, the first criteria for these new rules is no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Two, teams must ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. Teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games and road games with a preference of having those players rest in home games. Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games or plays in a materially reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. The example was last season, or the Washington Wizards shutting down Bradley Beal for the last 10 games with knee soreness, or Damian Lillard sitting out the final 11 games of the last season with right half soreness from the Portland Trailblazers. Teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans. If not, they are subject to a fine of 100000 for the first violation, 250000 for the second, and $1.25 million for the third. Now again, what is defined as a star player by the NBA? It's a player that has been named to an all-star or all-NBA team from the past three seasons. However, there are exemptions to this rule. The league will pre-approve load management for stars who are 35 years old by opening night or have amassed 34,000 regular season minutes or a combined 1,000 regular season and playoff games. Now, seven players fit that description. They are headlined by LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, and Mike Conley. Now, these players that I mentioned can sit out back-to-back games. They don't have to decide if they're going to sit them for the front end or the back end of back-to-back games. But under these rules, they have to seek approval a week prior to that event or that game that is being played. In the terms of the NBA, if a team feels that a star player is unable to play in back-to-back games, it must provide to the NBA written information at least one week prior explaining why the player's participation should be limited. So Stephen Curry and CP3, the Warriors will take advantage of that because there are two players listed on that list. So We talk about the Warriors having an older team. The Warriors are going to be smart with it, as they always are. A smart NBA team. They're going to play and bend the rules there. In back-to-back games, you might see Chris Paul and Stephen Curry sitting. And that might give the youngsters um, some more minutes there in road games that, you know, you don't expect them to necessarily lose, for example, if they go out to Detroit, right? And... Right after that, they might take on the Brooklyn Nets. We've seen stuff like that in the past couple of seasons for the Warriors where we go on an East Coast trip. So they might have back-to-back games on back-to-back nights. For the Warriors, they also benefit from this in the terms of Klay Thompson where he isn't designated or defined as a star player because he has not made an all-NBA team in the past three seasons or an all-star game 
in the past three seasons as well. So they don't have to abide to those rules for resting Clay Thompson, where if they do, because they limited his rest last season due to that Achilles injury, or if a knee issue comes up now, Clay Thompson is fine with that. So the Warriors have Stephen Curry and CP3 on that exemption list, so they can really play and bend the rules here this season. We'll see what the Warriors do there, but from the old players to the young players. We got to talk about Jonathan Kaminga and an impressive preseason game for the Warriors. Balling out, saw the second highest amount of minutes on the team. Jonathan Kaminga, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, but 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. The 3-pointer is looking good for JK. It's something that he's been working on this offseason. But another thing that was shadowed from his great shooting performance from beyond the arc was his rebounds. 8 rebounds. That's something that Jonathan Kaminga has been told by the Warriors staff to work on this offseason. To work on even last season. And we saw spurts of JK's athleticism coming up. And his ability to hit the free throws. He also went 4 for 5 in that first preseason game. Finished with a plus minus of 4 and only saw 2 fouls. So it's great to see him being disciplined on the defensive end as well. After we saw JK talk about how rebounding was really an emphasis for him in the offseason. He's feeling confident in his shot. And the leadership, the mentorship from Chris Paul has really played a factor to his play style this season. So we'll hear a little bit of Jonathan Kaminga right now. Eight rebounds tonight, and I think maybe all on the defensive end. I mean, how big is that stat for you? Uh, that's something I've been really working on. Uh, if I don't do it in practice, they're going to stop practice. And so it's been a consistent thing every single day. I'm not great at it yet, but I'm working on it. How do you work on rebounding? Just crashing every single time. I'm not standing, not watching when the ball go up. Just trying as much. I'm trying as much as I can to be in the pen every single time. Just being a mix every time. Because most of the time, the ball just falls in your hands without knowing. So that's what I'm working on. You just having to train. You're just like reacting and reacting fast. As, long, as soon as the ball go up, just throw yourself out there in the mix. You hit four threes and how good is the, the shot feel right now? Uh, my shot felt good. I felt comfortable shooting. Uh, it's something that I've been working on and I'm still continuing to work on and get up with knowledge from some of the best shooters in the world. Uh, but I just feel comfortable every day shooting and I put a lot of work in shooting. So, What do you like about that lineup, uh, that second unit you were playing with? It, apparently you guys have been playing a lot in practice through that five-man group. Uh, it's been great so far throughout the camp. Uh, we all trying to understand each other because it's most of the guys are new. Uh, it's just combination coach throwing out there, and we trying to understand each other as much as we can. So by the time the everything start or the playoff, we all know what this person like, what this one like, and that's how we come as a group and and win. Have you, I, I know they put you on the team, Chris, a bunch this summer scrimmage. And what have you learned about playing with him? With Chris Paul. Oh, I mean, he's making my life easier uh, every single day. And just watching him, the way he react to certain things, the way he playing, uh, 
it's somebody to pick his brain. Uh, and I feel like just being around him every single day, I mean, they're going to get on me when I'm not doing the right things. And I feel like so far, just playing with him, kind of helping me out to read more, uh, more of the certain things in the game. Doesn't JK just sound so mature now? The way he articulates and answers these questions. Raymond Ritter has done a great job there with the PR team there with the Golden State Warriors and communications. Jonathan Kaminga sounds like a really mature man for his age now. And Jonathan Kaminga being able to work with CP3, as I mentioned earlier, and really have that impact on Jonathan Kaminga. We saw CP3 did a little Instagram story saying he's next, and it was him watching Jonathan Kaminga taking a three-pointer there in practice. The two have that chemistry, and at the end of that sound, you heard how JK said that CP3 makes his life a lot easier, makes it a lot easier with passing-wise, being able to dissect and read the defense, get him there on a fast break, whether it's a lob, a nice crisp bounce pass. It was something that Jordan Poole wasn't able to provide. We saw Jordan Poole in transition. You know, he would slip up sometimes going too fast. He would be, you know, herky-jerky type of movement, trying to score on and ones, and that's great. But now the two, being able to have a lob thread up there too in transition, I think the Warriors' offense on the fast break is going to be a lot better with CP3 on the court. And Anthony Slater asked the question there too in the sound with JK and how comfortable he he feels playing with that second unit because they've been doing so all summer long and we really saw the chemistry there with that second unit, especially with Brandon Pajemski, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, of course, Trace Jackson Davis even. And we saw a little bit there of Dario Saric, and we know the impact that he has. He hit two pick-and-pop threes, which I forgot Saric can hit that three-pointer from his days down there in Phoenix. And Saric also said that it would be a great fit for the Golden State Warriors. He, said, he apologized basically to the fans saying a couple of weeks ago that, hey, sorry it took a while to sign here, but he was weighing other options, and ultimately he believed that it's different out here. Everyone knows their role, and that's what ultimately led him to sign with Golden State, and you saw that in the second unit in preseason, and I know we're dissecting, and we're nitpicking, and we're really analyzing everyone's game, but everything seems to be clicking for the Warriors there with CP3 in the starting lineup, the addition of Dario Saric, and what really impressed me more, everyone's going to talk about Jonathan Kaminga's performance, and rightfully so, but Brandon Pajemski, not only his offensive Euro step move on that one drive to finish on the opposite side of the basket, but his defensive intensity, and I really tweeted this out, Pajemski, from the last time we saw him in Summer League, to a week ago taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at Chase Center, he has improved his defense. He was aggressive. He was covering guys from half court. He was attacking and going after D'Angelo Russell bringing that ball at half court. And we have Moses Moody also helping there, playing some soft hedge type of defense. You have GP2 there. And I know the thoughts are, hey, these defensive guards... It's repetitive. GP2, Moses Moody, right? Can nail a wing three-pointer, can really improve from that point is what we wanted Moses Moody to have that three-point consistent. Well, Brandon Pajemski copied the same celebration that Dante DiVincenzo had with the Warriors last season. And a lot of comparisons are saying now that Pajemski is trying to fit in that DiVincenzo role that the Warriors are going to be missing this season. Of course, Pods um, 
excuse me, uh, DiVincenzo down now with the New York Knicks. Dario Saric, he's that Nemanja Bjelica that they had that championship year and that left. And also shout out to Nemanja Bjelica retiring pro from professional basketball due to his injuries. Unfortunate, but he had a hell of a career, an NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors. So shout out for Nemanja Bjelica for an amazing career. We also saw the two-way guy in uh, Usman Garuba. He looked like Draymond Green with that last play and that lob and that pass at the end of the game that everyone was tweeting out on social media. We also saw Lester Quinones play a few minutes. I'd like to see more of him tonight. And of course, Draymond Green not playing in tonight's matchup due to that injury. We didn't see Corey Joseph, though, um, due to right a right lumbar strain, Roddy McGruder, concussion protocol. So we'll try to see if they play tonight and see those minutes. But from what I saw, I really want some more Lester Quinones minutes. I want the consistency from Jonathan Kaminga and Brandon Pajemski on the defensive side. And also his three-point shooting to come into play um, in tonight's game. Pajemski only took two Shots from beyond the arc, you know, he was struggling in summer league from nailing those three-point shots. Would love to see him fire some more uh, in tonight's game. Now taking on the Lakers tonight for the Warriors. They were great in that first preseason game. Of course, no LeBron James or Austin Reeves for the Lakers. So we'll see how they match up with them if the two end up playing tonight down there in Staples Center. I do expect both of them to play, but the Warriors still struggled there. On the rebounding, Ruby Hachimura, uh, Jared Vandal Vanderbilt each had seven rebounds on their own. Anthony Davis still put in a decent 15-5 and five in 13 minutes. So he dominated the inside of the paint. And that's something that the Warriors will still have to combat this season. It's, hey, should we go big, right? And ultimately, the answer is no. The Warriors are still sticking to their old ways. They brought in Dwight Howard for workouts during the offseason, ultimately did not decide to sign him. Instead, you know, the Warriors also have Dario Saric now, who is a solid, you know, pick-and-pop type of power forward. He's 6'10", 225. You know, he's going to play spot minutes there for when Kevon Looney comes out. But I'm really interested of seeing tonight to Usman Garuba, the power forward, the 6'8", 230-pound guy. You know, he was a draft pick from the Houston Rockets, first round pick in the 2021 draft. You know, a lot of people comparing him to Draymond Green, trying to step into that role um, for that two-way contract whenever the Warriors need to rest some guys. We expect these young guys to come up. So a little short Warriors team still. They finished with a total of 61 rebounds, though, and the Lakers only had 46. And, you know, taking into account the missed shots and all of that from long distance and whatnot, I think the Warriors are still going to have an issue of rebounding this season. We'll see how they combat that with the addition of Dario Saric and just having the leap from Jonathan Kaminga in the rebounding game. Of course, you got that basically the point center in GP2 and Brandon Pajemski looking really nice. Chris Paul crashing in the glass too, being able to get those rebounds and set the tempo. It's something that the Warriors didn't have bringing, up the, bringing the ball up the court other than Draymond Green or Steph Curry. Now you add CP3. He's another great ball handler, as I said in the fast break, in transition. You're not going to worry about the turnovers that he has compared to Jordan Poole from the past couple of seasons, right? The Warriors are a 
fairly deep team, I would say. And I had this uh, argument, right? I had this conversation with one of my friends who is a Lakers fan. And, you know, we had the discussion of, hey, he would take the Lakers deep bench over the Warriors deep bench. And I'm like, are you sure about that? Can we talk about how the Warriors go nine deep a lot better than the Los Angeles Lakers do? I mean, Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Dario Saric, Draymond Green, and GP2. You can't forget about that. The Warriors go nine deep pretty well and can contend with that Los Angeles Lakers lineup. I think from that first game, Jared Vanderbilt didn't look as good as a lot of people expected him to, or Christian Wood as well. He was on the market for such a long time until the Lakers signed him late this offseason. I think the Warriors are set up more to take on this Lakers team this season than they were last season, but they're still going to struggle against big men, right? Like Anthony Davis. But, you know, against the Lakers, they're fine. What really worries me is when they t still take on the Denver Nuggets. You know, Aaron Gordon there, we saw him, what he did in the playoffs, his ability to rebound and score off the will in the paint, going down and just putting his head down. And of course, the reigning MVP, the finals MVP in Nikola Jokic. How are they able to combat that? Taking on the East, like a guy like Joel Embiid. Again, these big center questions are the issue. We saw a full 82 game season last year from Kevon Looney. Can we expect him to do the same this season? It's going to be a tough ask to have Looney do that, but consistency is going to be the theme for this Warriors team. Can they keep consistent and win games, get on those winning streaks, fall from losing multiple straight games? That horrible road record from last season. I think with CP3 here, his veteran leadership, the Warriors are going to be in a great, 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 great situation. And for CP3 to come into here and have the ability to open up, to come off the bench or play with a starting five, you have that flexibility now with Steve Kerr. And I think it might not be a set thing to start the season. Of course, last season, you had the best starting lineup, uh, plus minus wise, you know, with Steph, Clay, Dre, um, Kevon Looney, and Andrew Wiggins, right? And for this season, if you plug CP3 in the starting lineup, how is that going to play into all of that? Are they still going to have the best efficiency-wise offense with the best starting five, right? Well, we'll have those answers come with the next four preseason games, October 13th, tonight again at Staples Center in LA. The Warriors then go to the Golden One Center in Sacramento on Sunday to take on the Kings. Wednesday against the Kings at Chase Center. And to close it out, the 20th, we'll see the San Antonio Spurs and hopefully Victor Wembanyama next Friday at Chase Center. I might try to go to that game if we get confirmation that Wemby will be playing in that game. Again, the Warriors then, of course, open up the regular season at home. TNT, October 24th, 11 days from now to take on the Phoenix Suns and just looking at the schedule we saw Sacramento a lot early on last season the Warriors handled their business well this season the first five games they take on the Sacramento Kings they'll go Phoenix Sacramento Houston New Orleans and then 
Sacramento. Three of their first five games will be on the road. Sacramento, Houston, and New Orleans. So this Warriors team will be tested early on in the road. If they can go 3-0 and start off with a 5-0 start, I think this Warriors team can do exactly that. And I think they are being slept on. They are a team that can contend for the NBA championship this season and we look at rankings for NBA teams this season just general rankings well you know from looking at other websites from looking at other sports sites we'll be able to see that the Golden State Warriors constantly are put in the position as the 6th to 10th best ranked teams in the NBA. The Ringer has the Golden State Warriors at 6 currently right now. I've seen them be as low as 8 or 9, sometimes even up to 10. And I think they're being slept on for the Golden State Warriors. I think they're a team that can contend this season. And I have, you know, better feeling in my gut of them contending for a championship than they did last season. And I think part of that was just the whole offseason drama from the Jordan Poole punch to the lack of depth. I mean, last season we had Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb in this, you know, bench lineup. And now you replace that with Dario Saric and CP3 and the young guys in Pajemski and Jonathan Kaminga taking the leap so far that we've seen from that preseason game. I am very confident in their ability this season. And that's all the offseason talk that we've had so far. I also would like to mention that your Golden State Warriors team, Joe Lacob, and the franchise, of course, has acquired a WNBA team coming up for the 2025 WNBA season. Not this coming season, but the next one. They're going to be playing their games at Chase Center and if fans want to sign up, you can place a $25 deposit for each seat. You can check that out at warriors.com. The team name has not been announced yet, but a lot of great team names I've seen on Twitter. The, the most famous one right now going around, the Golden State Valkyries. And that sounds like a dope name there for that WNBA team down coming to San Francisco. I'll definitely be checking out a couple WNBA games when they come in the Chase Center in the 2025 WNBA season and I just want to say that just noticing this from the end of the podcast that we need to give credit to the new GM for the Golden State Warriors and that's Mike Dunleavy Jr. He did not give up to the peer pressure of signing Dwight Howard. The Warriors got Dario Saric, brought him in and he has fit the system quite well. Is this going to be that type of role or the type of player decision where the Warriors wanted Avery Bradley on this roster, and GP2 was the guy that they ultimately signed. The veterans were all in. CP3, Draymond Green were working with Dwight Howard um, down in LA during this offseason. But Dario Saric has seemed like a great fit so far for this Warriors you know, lineup that's trying to contend for a championship. I am confident in Dario Saric's game, his pick-and-pop ability, like just like a Nemanja Bielitsa. I think... The one thing that they're missing is that wing guy to step up. You know, you're missing an Otto Porter Jr. type of player. We'll see who that can be this season. Not only Jonathan Kaminga, but can a guy like, you know, Pajemski, he can fill out that guard forward role for DiVincenzo. But if the Warriors swing a trade later on um, before the trade deadline, I think, you know, that's always the guy. That's always the depth piece that you're looking for. And that might be Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, is he going to, you know, play in get that 14th, 15th roster spot. We saw limited minutes from Rudy Gay um, in the first preseason game. Seven minutes, four points, two little jumpers, four rebounds. We'll see if he makes the squad, right? And that maybe that can be the answer to 
filling in that Otto Porter Jr. type of role. Of course, Andre Iguodala is not back on this team this season. Thank God, because... Man, was he wasting a roster spot last season. No disrespect to Iguodala, but hey. And that is it. That's all the time we have for this podcast. That one went a little bit long, but we had so much to talk about, guys. We had to catch up for the past four or five months since we've had our last podcast. And again, I appreciate everyone reaching out. You can follow me on Twitter, um, Brandon Cadiz. You can follow me at my Twitter handle. It is HighBrandFlakes. So... H-I as in high, B-R-A-N, and flakes, F-L-A-K-E-S, just like your cereal of brand flakes. You can follow our podcast page of Strength and Numbers on Twitter as well at dubs underscore strength, dubs as in warriors, you know, let's get that dub, D-U-B-S underscore strength. Of course, you can follow where all of our podcasts are at on the Believe Network, that's the Believe Network there, and under Rick Barry's house where... You know, the Rick Berry podcast is stored on here and also Size Corner Pod from the Believe Network as well. Thanks for tuning in and until next week, guys, go Warriors. This show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.